Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Hello and welcome to a new year and to episode seven of your success tonic. Now, for many of us, this is the season of setting goals, and that can have a lot of layers to it. And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're a high achiever and you want to do all the things and go for some pretty big goals. Am I right? But as we all know, time is extremely limited. And when you add up all the time that it takes you to work, commute, look after yourself and look after your family and maybe get a little relaxation in somewhere along the way, it can feel like there's not much time to accomplish your goals. So I've been reading and researching about time management and goal planning. And some of the things that I've discovered might surprise you. So I wanted to share them with you in this episode. Now, I've been planning out my year and my goals and how I plan to spend my days. So I've been looking especially at the ways in which I use my time. And one of the ways that my time gets used up a lot is with emails and messaging. So I'm going to go straight out and say it. I have a big problem with email. I don't know about you, but it just takes up a lot of energy and a lot of time. But the biggest problem that I have with email is that it forces me to multitask. I used to be proud of my multitasking abilities, but I've actually come to really hate it. There's nothing efficient about it. And the truth is that it pulls you in too many directions and diminishes how effective you are. If you want to know just how bad this is, here is a fact that I read from the American Psychological Association. And they say that shifting between tasks can cost as much as 40% of your productive time. So that's about 16 hours of productive work time gone in a week. Wow, right? And now the more you switch between tasks, the more productivity and the more time you lose. Switching between tasks reduces your productivity because your brain needs to disengage from one task and refocus on the new one. And it takes your brain a lot longer between each switch to refocus on each task. So let's just say you're switching between four or five different tasks or projects. And one of them is just keeping up with your email, all right? This is the impact on your productivity. You go from around 100 to 80% productivity if you were just focusing on one task to less than 10% if you're focusing on five different things at one time. That's pretty shocking, but there's actually more. So Glenn Wilson, who was a former visiting professor of psychology at Gresham College in London, found that being in a situation where you're trying to concentrate on a task while you know that email is sitting unread in your inbox can actually reduce your effective IQ by 10 points. What does 10 IQ points represent? It actually represents quite a lot. So not only does multitasking interfere profoundly with your memory, but Wilson showed that forcing our brains to concentrate on several things at once causes cognitive losses even greater than drinking alcohol or those induced by smoking marijuana. And I think we can agree that that's hardly ideal for anyone who's trying to run a business and go for big goals, right? 
So personally, I was finding that I was having too many days sucked into reading and answering emails all day long. And the worst part of that is wondering where the day has gone. Because when you do that, you feel like you haven't really achieved very much, right? So I personally feel like I'm working flat out all day. And then when I review the day, I realize that most of the day was actually spent in messaging. In fact, the last time that this happened, I got so frustrated that I knew I either had to change how I was organizing my work day or burn my inbox. <laughs> Just couldn't go on. It had to stop. So that's when I started reading as much as I could about productivity and especially around managing email. And I discovered that there's an awful lot written about this subject because obviously I'm not the only one struggling with this. So I've tried a variety of different approaches and I have found something that works for me. And if any of this frustration resonates for you, I want to share five tips for you on how to stop dreading your inbox and get back to having much more productive days. And just as an aside, you know, implementing these tips has made a big difference to my overall stress level. Because apart from anything else, it's been shown that multitasking does increase the production of the stress hormone cortisol, as well as the fight or flight hormone adrenaline, which can overstimulate your brain and it can cause mental fog or scrambled thinking, right? So how about we just stop doing that, shall we? Okay, so my first tip for you is being intentional with how you use your time and prioritizing your tasks. This is important, not just because it means you end up being more productive with work, but because it allows you to schedule some time for yourself and you know, for the other things that are priorities for you outside of work. To do this, I recommend choosing three to five maximum top tasks for each day, absolutely no more and then prioritizing them in order of importance. So each Friday, I'll make a list of all my tasks in my task manager, which is called GQs. I'll give you the link to that in the notes. So I plan out the tasks for the week ahead. GQs syncs my tasks with my Google Calendar, so I can be sure that I'm not planning too many tasks on days that I have other important meetings or other tasks to attend to. So the tasks are actually blocked out as time blocks right there on the calendar. And you know, one great thing with this particular app is that I can drag and drop tasks from one day to the other in my calendar to make sure I'm not overloading any one day, which is honestly been a really common problem for me. Now for time sensitive tasks, I can go in and add times to my tasks in GQs and that also syncs to my calendar. Now this not only gives me a prioritized list of tasks, but also of my appointments for the week and it stops me, very importantly, from planning unrealistic weeks with way too many action items. So I recommend that you find a way to block out time on your calendar for all the tasks that you plan to do so that you start to get more realistic about how you're using your time. This was massively effective for me. All right, on to the second tip. Now, every time an email comes in and pings at you, it encourages multitasking, right? It's asking you to stop what you're doing and do something else. On top of that, most people receive an average of 200 emails a week. So we're not just talking about a large number of interruptions, but a really large amount of time. 
According to Carleton University researchers, people now spend one third of their time at the office and half of the time that they work at home reading and answering emails. And 30% of that time, the emails are neither urgent nor important. So that's about 17 hours a week spent processing emails. It's probably not the best use of your time. Am I right? Right. So to try to cut some of this time, I've started checking email at set times of day. And I really try very hard to stick to this. So this means that I'm not checking email very first thing in the morning. I reserve that time for tasks that need my most focused attention and brain power. I'll tell you now, it's made a huge difference to my productivity. Now, those first two hours of the day are so precious. I want you to guard them carefully. Now, I do check email at regular intervals, late morning, after lunch, and mid-afternoon. And then I shut it down and I cut it off. Yesterday, I switched it off and I went for a walk with my son and I felt 100% better for it. So Tim Ferriss, who's the author of The 4-Hour Workweek, proposes that you check email just once a day, right? Or less even. Now, wouldn't that be nice, right? But if you're like me and most of the people that I work with, that is just not feasible. Certainly doesn't feel feasible right now. But try dealing with your email in batches at set times of day to eliminate multitasking during the other parts of your day. All right, and here's another tip. If you switch off those notifications on your phone and your computer for that protected focus time in the mornings and evenings, you'll get even more out of it. So you're not getting pinged by social media and your inboxes on your social media platforms. Right. On to tip number three, batching. Batching your email processing time is a much more effective use of time. And the same goes actually for all the tasks that you do throughout your day. So now I block out a full three hours for producing podcast content instead of doing it when I can fit it in throughout the week. And it actually saves so much time doing it in batches because I don't need to start up over and over and pick up the thread of my thinking each time, right? My poor brain doesn't have to keep making those switches. So if you're also running anything like a marketing campaign or trying to write any content and you have a lot of pieces to keep track of, you're constantly having to pick up all of those pieces each time you go back to that task. And that's making it much more likely that you're going to drop one. You're going to forget a key component of what you wanted to put into that article or that post, the work that you were doing for your client. So if your brain is constantly switching between brainstorming, which is creative, and editing, which is more analytical, that's also slowing you down tremendously. So take a moment to think about which tasks you can batch. Put creative tasks together, analytical tasks in a different part of your day. Make a list and block out time to handle those tasks in one single time period in your day or in your week. So this can be things like writing, designing, answering phone calls, right? Can all be done at specific time frame. Um, And oh yes, yeah, responding to email. That can also be done in one time block, hopefully. The fourth tip I have for you is to not open up that email inbox until you're actually ready to take action on it. 
Now, this is actually quite a game changer because if you just go in and read it and then say, right, I'll deal with that later, you are actually generating a level of inertia and resistance and making it a lot worse. So when you do check your email, try to act on it the first time that you read it. Don't read an email and leave it there for weeks and weeks and weeks because then that means that you're reading that email twice, maybe more. And then you're thinking about what action to take on that email twice or maybe more. And remember, we all get around 200 emails a week. So, you know, with 200 emails, that time adds up really, really fast. So here's what you can do when you check your email. Create a new habit around it. Read the email, decide how you need to respond to it, then act on it. Finally, you're going to delete it or archive it so that you no longer have to look at it in your inbox. So you're no longer remembering and processing what that email is associated with each and every time that you open your inbox. So if the email involves the tasks that requires further action, which, you know, most of them do, let's be honest, um, that email needs to move to your task list and it needs to have time blocked out for it in that protected time. So if it needs to be completed on a specific day and time, give it a deadline on your calendar. And so for the fifth tip that I have for you to stop email from running your day is to always keep your priorities in mind. Now, most people plan their day reactively, meaning that they put things on their calendar as they come up and usually based on other people's priorities. Someone wants to grab a coffee with you, you add it to the calendar. Someone calls a conference call with the publishing team, you add it to your calendar. Someone sends you an email or five or 10, you sit down and respond. Now, the problem with this approach is that it doesn't just lead to the day getting very chopped up, which then makes it difficult to get things done, which require any kind of in-depth thinking. It means also that you're constantly interrupted. You're going from meeting to meeting, phone call to phone call, email to email, and it's very tough to make progress on your bigger goals. But much worse than that is that you end up spending your days according to other people's priorities, not your own. So that's when time blocking really does become your friend because multitasking and time blocking don't really work together. When you block out time and you commit to that time block, you give your attention to only one thing and you set a time to focus on that one thing. You do not allow your focus to wander from that task. So time blocking forces you to take a long, hard look at your to-do list and determine which of the tasks are most important. So you decide which tasks will get your undivided attention and the amount of time that you're going to dedicate to each task. So it requires you to get ruthless with your task list and also how much time you're going to spend on things such as processing email. So this is key. When you're focusing on a single priority during each block of time, you're not letting other people interrupt your focus. So for tasks like processing email, give yourself a time limit. That time restraint forces you to pay close attention to what you're doing. 
And so if you only give yourself 30 minutes to clear out your inbox, you cannot afford to be distracted by other things while you're doing that. As Cal Newport, the author of Deep Work, says, a 40-hour time-blocked week produces the same amount of output as a 60-hour or more work week pursued without structure. So I hope that these tips are helpful to you. If you want to know more about this topic, I do have some more links and resources and books in the notes and on the blog. And I would love to hear from you if you have any tips for staying productive and focused and how you manage tasks like email that are relentless and take a lot of time. So please write to me. I cannot wait to hear from you. So I'm wondering, how would you like to reclaim up to two hours a day? It actually only takes five minutes a week to change the results that you're getting. Pretty soon you could be saving around 50 hours a month. Head over to storytonic.co backslash reclaim to discover how to leverage your time and give yourself the best chance at success. 